What's up, everybody? This is Stick to Football Bleacher Reports College Football and NFL Draft Podcast. I'm Matt Miller, lead draft writer at BR, and joining me because it's Friday, Mello. That's right, and I am excited about the huge lineup that we have to talk this... about. So much. We're going to run back to you our top 25 because it's been four weeks. We're going to do it again, but first we're going to do our pick'em preview. We got top fives, and of course we're going to end it with our drafts on draft. And you guys submitted a lot of questions. You guys are really ramping it up, so we will too, and we're going to answer a lot of your questions this week. And, by the way, we record this, as you guys know, Thursday night. we got a couple natties open. We've hit up, had some burgers. Tomorrow, we are packing up. Mello's got to do laundry. We are packing up the office. We are headed to Fort Worth, baby. We're going to get some barbecue. Connor's going to be there. We are tailgating Saturday, 1 o'clock at TCU. Check out Stick to Football's Instagram, my Instagram. You can check out Twitter to find our location. We are in the shadow of the stadium. We got a tent. There's a sign that'll say Stick to Football. We got three coolers of beer if you're over 21. If you're not, we got some Capri Suns or something. I don't know. There's a grassy knoll. Some hugs. I don't know if you can say that in the Dallas area. Is it too soon? Yeah, it's okay. been 50 years. Shots we're good. Yeah, <laughs> that's too soon. Yeah, uh, we're gonna have a lot of fun. We want you to come say hi. If two things before we get into the show, if you come to the tailgate, we're gonna have some mics set up. You can record a draft on draft question. You can hear your voice on the podcast Monday morning. We don't throw that out there to anybody. It's pretty selective. We've had maybe future presidents on this podcast. It's not everybody gets their voice on stick to football. Yours could be. Also, second thing, walk up to me, Mello, or Connor and show us that you're subscribed to Stick to Football on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Spotify. TuneIn, Pocket Pot, whatever. You're going to get free Stick to Football so many merch. options. There are. So many options. It's going to be a blast. I can't wait. It's going to be beautiful weather. May or may not actually make it inside to the game because our tent has a Dish Network package. The The tailgate guys have fucking hooked us up. We Our tent has TVs. I might stay out there and watch Ohio State, Penn State. When we started I this don't know. last year, it was like, let's get out to games and let's really get scouted on these guys and see them live and in person. And then this year, it's like, <laughs> let's get to these games and let's... Right. Well, let's let's just it. party with all right. the people that are going to be there. And that's what Saturday is going to be. Last year we went to Iowa, Wyoming, remember, week one, and we're we got our big boys on. We're gonna we're gonna scout Josh Allen and this awesome Iowa defense and the great running backs they had. And we're walking through the parking lot, me, you, and Dan, to go to the press box and be official. And all these people are tailgating. And I remember looking at you guys and being like, "I don't want to work." Yeah, we messed up. I don't, we we should have showed yep. up four hours ago. Yep. So this year we pitched it. We're tailgating, baby. We want to come meet you guys. Uh, it's going to be a blast. I cannot wait. So please, if you're in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, come say hi. My DMs are open. Mellow's DMs are open. Let's do it. Let's have some fun. Let's jump into this, buddy. Transfers. A lot of them. And what I expected this. We're after that four-game mark where players can actually go. So we have three of them uh, that are pretty notable. Uh, Jalen McCleskey. The don't ask, don't ask Mike Gundy about it. Did you see that story? <laughs> I did not. So oh, I've been busy. Shit. Okay, <laughs> so Mike Gundy came out today. Uh, they got all the pool reporters together, like all the people on the beat, including the student paper, and they so they get them together. They're in their you know you get in your little huddle as a reporter after uh-huh. practice because you get like thirty minutes access. access. And they have their SID come out. Your sports information director comes out to the pool and says. If you ask any player about Jalen McCleskey, 
you will lose access to players for the rest of the season. Jesus. <laughs> right? Like, it's not like you lost your star quarterback. He's a receiver. I get it. He's a senior guy you don't want to lose, but he also he wasn't on the field like that right. much. He so, like yeah, no, 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 they were like, no, don't, don't talk about it. I've never heard of that happening before. And so then today, you know, like, I mean, all of us in like the national media talk and people are like, Gundy's a bully. Like Ian Rappaport actually went off on Twitter about it a little bit, and that's not like him at all. I'm a man. I'm, I'm a, 40. Yeah. Don't ask me about a receiver that's transferring. Ooh, I have a mullet. And uh, it just yeah. goes to show you that really, though, like how much these coaches had control in the past. Because if he would have went to his coach and said, you know what, I'm, I'm not getting my reps here, I'm going to transfer, he would have blocked him from going to any school, especially in the Big 12. He would have ran his name through the mud, he can't do that anymore. Right. He's gone. He's transferred. He's a free agent for next year. And that's what I love about this rule. We also have Jonathan Nance who's going to tra- transfer. But the big one that I want to talk about is Kelly Bryant. Because Kelly Bryant was in the national championship game as a quarterback. And now he's saying, well, if you're not going to play me, I'm going to go somewhere else where they are going to play me. Trevor Lawrence, as predicted by me, is now the starting quarterback. I even Call said your shot. like two weeks ago, I was like, hey, in about two weeks, this guy's going to be the starter. And I was right. So I'll let you know I did that. Yeah. Uh, so I was telling you and our buddy Cole before we recorded, I know some things about the Kelly Bryant situation that I am not at liberty to discuss yet on the podcast. But basically, um, wherever he lands, and, and he's a senior and he has already graduated, he has his degree. So he can, his transfer, he basically has one year eligibility. I know that a lot of people have talked to him about tr- changing positions, like a, a la Braxton Miller or Terrell Pryor in the NFL. He's 6'3", 225, so this isn't like a little slot receiver, but a lot of people believe that his best NFL position is going to be wide receiver. And as Texas fans, I actually sent quite a few tweets and was like, hey, what, what do you think about this guy going to Texas? And one person texted me back, and they are like, if that's your best option, you're fucked. Like, All yeah. right, then. It's like, okay. And I, I actually Good to know. I have a list that we'll run down here of places I think he'll go, and I don't think Texas is one of them. Um, and part of that is because Sam Ellinger has been playing a lot better. But I love the fact that Kelly Bryant is transferring. You, do, you have to look out for number one. I know everybody always talks about football as a family and all that stuff, but you also you got to do what's best for you. And if he's not really going to play the rest of the year, why not sit out? and get yourself another year of eligibility to play. Maybe he does make up his mind and he says, I am going to play receiver at some other school. Like, right, why okay, not? Yeah. I get it. Like, he wanted to be at Clemson. He wanted to fight for that job. He lost it, so he can move on now. Clemson is in a better spot. He's in a better spot. Like, go for it, man. No no problem for right. me. And I think, you know, why not go out and get another year of tape out there? But, uh, you know, David Sills at West Virginia was a dude that tried to play, wanted to play quarterback. Wanted to even transferred for a little bit to try to play quarterback and eventually went back to West Virginia and was like, you know what, I'm a receiver. Yeah, <laughs> it's not happening. I'm yeah. going to play receiver. Okay, let's do it. Sometimes you got to you know, try. Every quarterback that has been on last chance you <laughs> probably should have been a no receiver. Joke, no joke. They all get kicked out of FSU. Why is that? Yeah, I don't know. I know there was a... There's there was, three. There's a span where they were bringing in like five-star guys two at a time every year. So I think yeah. it was just they're not winning these jobs and they're leaving or getting kicked out of school. Yeah. Too much time on their hands. I guess so. Let's talk about some possible landing spots because I have a whole list of them. Let's start in the Big 12. Oklahoma might be a landing spot for him. I'm going off of he's going to stay at quarterback. 
I think Oklahoma makes sense schematically, right? They like athletic quarterbacks. I know that maybe he doesn't throw the ball as well as Kyler Murray, but Kyler Murray did not look that impressive at Texas A&M. So maybe right. in this Lincoln-Riley offense, Kelly Bryant might be a fit. And like to your point, because some people listening might not know this, Kyler Murray is a one-and-done college football player. He was drafted by the Oakland A's in the first round. They're paying him $5 million. And part of that contract that he has signed, by the way, says that he will play one year of college football. So you're not suggesting exactly. Kyler he's, Murray is going to the NFL right. or he's, he's like not a, good. He's a senior, pretty much. Right. I know he might be listed as a junior, but this is his last year yeah. in college. He's done He will this. not be playing anymore. What do you think about teams like Arkansas? Some have suggested Auburn if Jarrett Stidham were to enter the draft. Those are literally the next two teams on oh, my look list. Look at me. I don't have your list, by the way. <laughs> yeah, like, no, I, I'm looking at it, and you <laughs> don't have it. Literally, I'm going to the SEC next. I think Arkansas is a good fit because Chad Morris is their coach, and he's running pretty much the same offense because he was right. the Clemson offensive coordinator. So I think that would be a fit. And obviously, Auburn with Gus Malzahn, athletic quarterback again who can move. Stidham is like the outlier here. He doesn't really fit that offense and what they've done. They like that athletic guy. Yeah. And Stidham is a senior. So Auburn, again, like we talked about with Jalen Hurts, that's a fit there for them. Another school in the SEC, Ole Miss. They love transfer quarterbacks. They're going to need one because theirs is a senior, and they have a lot of talent around the football. If some of these receivers come back, they've got a pretty good offense. I think they could make a case for bringing in a guy like Bryant. Yeah. Yeah. Tiamu, Tiamu. I'm not going to say his name. He's good. Or he's, he's a Jordan, Jordan college quarterback. Jordan yeah. something. Big game last week. Uh, yeah, I like all those landing spots. You're definitely the guy to uh, to talk to about where he's going to be a best fit. Another school. Or, you know, go ahead. I have a lot more. Oh, <laughs> go ahead. I got a whole list. I'm These good. are my serious ones. Serious contenders. I put them in bold, and I did that because every single one of these teams plays Clemson next year. And I think that he might just go ahead and just motherfucker and just be like, you know what? Give me a school that fits into this. So any school in the big or sorry, the ACC, Syracuse, North Carolina, Boston College, you put him on one of those teams, they might be able to do something. NC State loses their quarterback this year. Yeah, they also play Clemson next year. Louisville, Bobby Petrino, let him mentor Kelly Bryant for a year, see what he can do, like he did Lamar Jackson. What about Florida State? Maybe Florida State. We'll see what happens with Francois. Like yeah. I don't know if he's going to come back, and I don't know if Kelly Bryant could beat him out. It's like you got two quarterbacks that should be playing receiver. What do you exactly? Do? Here's yeah. where I think he's going though. South Carolina. Oh, if, if they lose Jake Bentley, yeah, he's a South Carolina guy, and they play Clemson next year. And yeah, I mean Clemson's in South Carolina. Exactly. Fun fact. <laughs> They're in Clemson, South Carolina. Yeah. Yeah. Little known fact: <laughs> Clemson is in South Carolina. Uh, Austin. Austin, Massachusetts. <laughs> right? Uh, oh, yeah, I like that. I like you calling your shot. I like Jake Bentley, too. I could see him in a weak quarterback class declaring as well. I haven't really taken a look at him, but a lot of people throw his name out there. Like, yeah. have you taken a look? I haven't really yet. I know he's very young. He yeah. was one of those guys that reclassified, so he's a junior, but really he should be a sophomore. Yeah. So he's still very young. He is a three-year starter, though, so maybe he's a guy we need to look at more. Yeah, definitely is. Uh, here's so. Are you ready for me to segue? I keep yep, trying. Your turn. You ready? Okay, Josh Jackson out of Virginia Tech. And also, not only Josh Jackson, Trevon Hill is out of Virginia Tech. They're yeah. Very talented defensive end. Josh Jackson fractured his fibula. Trevon Hill, we don't actually know what happened. This is a weird story. He's from wherever Old Dominion is. Where is it? Dominion. No, yeah, it's not the new old one. town. Yeah, not the uh, not the Republic. <laughs> the other one. Uh, so he's from there. 
and they went up there and played. ODU beat them. And he gets kicked off the team like that night. Yeah. Which is, he's their best player on defense. And he's having one hell of a year. Like you guys really talked was. about, like he was doing some really good things. And then you have Josh Jackson go down to their quarterback. Like that's going to be a tough little stretch of games that they have. They played Duke Tech. this week too. So we're going to pick that one. So we'll a get Duke their, team that looks pretty good. Get there without their quarterback. Exactly. Look pretty good. Uh, but Josh Jackson going down definitely shakes up things. And I just want to, like our, our boy Connor, Everyone on this podcast, we're good at taking shots. Like we, we're all wrong about shit. It happens. I said the Chiefs shouldn't have traded for Patrick Mahomes. I think I'm ready <laughs> uh, to accept that I was a fucking idiot. <laughs> you ready? You ready? I'll own that one. Yep, I was wrong. Okay, I'm. I mean, I make like 1,400 predictions a year, so I'm wrong a lot. <laughs> Our boy Connor said, "Hey, Virginia Tech could run the table, and make the CFP. Yeah. They lose to Old Dominion. I, I'd say their chances look pretty bleak now without Jackson and without Trevon Hill." Uh, how about this man, Tua, who's our boy? Like, if Pat is our NFL quarterback, Tua is our college one. Like, yeah. if you could just embrace the culture of stick to football, it's Pat and Tua. Those are our boys. And Tua tweets out, he wants NCAA football back. So someone tweets at him, like, a picture of him on the cover, and he's like, I don't even care who's on the cover. Yeah. I just want to play. Like, how is this not happening? This is a moneymaker for those colleges. It's a recruiting device, too. It like is. Like, we're doing with these graphics. We throw up Jonathan Taylor in the game as a Heisman candidate. Yeah. Schools should be doing that too. When we were Using at Texas, what, you know what they do? They put guys on the cover of games. Of like, exactly. this is what, like, this game hadn't been out in five years, but this is what it would look like. Because people are still playing it. Like, to this day, I still play. It's the only when video TR game. When TR does play. our Heisman graphics, which are modeled after NCAA 14, we get comments every week of like, oh, fuck, that's NCAA 14. Yeah, it's just, it's a terrible, terrible waste that nobody is making a college football game. Thanks, they have Obama. to bring it back. Like, Find a way to give these players a couple hundred bucks or something. Something that TR and I talked about last time he was up here uh, was that I think it should just be a free market society. Like, so Tua, let him negotiate a license for his likeness. Like, yep. I, so like I'm in Madden, right? And so every year they say, hey, we humble want you. Brag. Yeah, humble brag. We want you back in the game and we negotiate a fee for my likeness to be in the game. Why can't Tua do the same thing? Exactly. How does that make him not an amateur right. athlete? And guess, if you're the fourth string quarterback at East Carolina, mm-hmm. okay, you might get 250 bucks. Yeah. Here's $20. Here's a game. Yeah, here's a, a free, free copy, copy of the game. <laughs> no shit. And players would be all over it. They would yeah. say, yeah, you can use my likeness. You I just want to see, see myself. Exactly. I'll come in, let you scan my face so I can be in a game. But like these guys should be able to sell their jerseys for the same thing. Like free market. Like let's not say, okay, colleges have to pay. Just... Let me be in charge of my likeness and let me sell my stuff. That's my rant about that. Yeah, I mean, that's a lot of people would agree with you. A lot of people that don't agree with you politically would agree with that. <laughs> well, a lot of people, I'm, yeah. I'm with you, too. We got to find a way to get these guys in the game and just get the game back. Is this where I ask Come you on. if you have a drinking problem? Do you want to talk politics? <laughs> <This> no. <laughs> yeah. Were you ever blackout drunk in high school? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. That's all you have to say. Oh, sorry. I screwed that, that up. Yeah. Last bit of news for the week, and this is a biggie. We talked about it last week. Nick Bosa, his dad came out and said, and his dad talks, I'm going to listen. His dad says he's out until they're going to reevaluate things in November, which to me says this was a sports hernia. This wasn't just like, I mean, he had surgery, and you're saying he's to be out for six to eight weeks. That's a sports hernia. And I continue to say this does not hurt his draft stock in any way, shape, or form. No, I don't think so. It, either. If it could help it in any way, if you can somehow go from being the number one prospect to one eight, I don't know. There's nothing above that. Uh, Solidifying yeah, himself as he really is. 
Yeah, and I'm with you too. Like I think this is just them saying like we'll be back for Michigan. I hope I'm gonna so. play Michigan. I'm gonna stay healthy for the playoff because I think they will be in it. Uh we're not gonna waste our time doing these other big You know 10 who games. else will be at Ohio State Michigan? Uh, some good looking guys some good, and some stick to football gear. Exactly. That'll be us. Probably wearing hoodies. Late November in yeah. Columbus, Ohio. Oh, I can't wait. All right, we are back. And on the rundown, Mello and I, we, we map out the show. I know it might not sound like it, but we actually plan this stuff. We were going to do previews and picks first. But then as we were taking a break, I start going off about uh, our top five tonight. Tonight's top five subject is top five games from movies. So think of sports movies and the games that happen within them. I was going on a tangent about the new Creed 2 trailer that came out and how excited I am for it. I'm a boxing nerd. Like, I've loved boxing as long as I can remember. Honestly, one of my earliest memories is watching boxing and and trying to box uh, with some of our family friends. And I'm very excited about the Creed 2 trailer. Melo hasn't seen it. So it's basically Rocky 4 with DMX doing the soundtrack is what I got from it. I mean, I haven't seen it, but it's Apollo's son fights drago's son which sounds really corny but i actually i think they're gonna do a good job with it like it's, I, it's like they ended the cold war when rocky beat drago's ass the the wall fell cold war ended but now it's gonna be like you fucked in our election i'm gonna beat your ass like that's that's what <laughs> it's all about play yeah. that angle. i hope they do it's like hey hillary should have won you got in our election we're fighting i don't know if that's what it's about but it should be i was telling you i may or may not have shadow boxed in my office a little bit watching it and i've been singing the rocky boxing a little bit right there yeah <laughs> i'll have to check that out later i am excited about the new rocky movie i liked creed i did good and i love michael b jordan yeah, i think he's a great actor and what he he, he was perfect for that role he just looks ripped he looks a little bigger a little thick looking pretty nice pretty, pretty good all right uh so top five games from movies and I would still argue that Rocky's not a sports movie, but neither here nor there. Uh, so, I was going to bring that up. <laughs> I knew you were. So any any game from a movie, we're going to go top fives. I'm going to start this off. Indians versus White Sox in Major League. You've got the whole season down to this game. you got to rip the last strip off the owner to get the, the nude uh, cardboard cutout. Managers in the hospital. Ma- yeah, managers in the hospital with listening to the game and the little <laughs> transistor radio earpiece. You got the catcher who can barely move, you know, laying down sack bunts. It all comes down to this one game. And, of course, you get that great matchup. Wild Thing comes in and relief, and he's going against the, the you know, all-star home run hitter that they traded away in order to tank. Yeah. What, what is was, his name? I don't know. Jack something? I don't know. It's a great It movie. wasn't Jake Taylor. I no, know that. But he digs in, and you got Wild Thing with this the horn rim on the glasses. <laughs> right? such, such a great movie. Predictable as shit. One thing I love about it, though, they did not win the World Series. They came up short. It's like, oh, oh yeah, that's they, true. Won the, they won the L Central, but they didn't win the World Series. So thank you, whoever wrote that. I like it would have been like too that. much. Like, the predictable, happy ending movies, I don't like. Yeah, I'm with you. That's another thing, like, I don't want to talk about it yet, but like... Like, one of my favorite movie endings, I was talking about this last night with my girlfriend. Have you seen the movie The Mist? Yes. Okay, so... Fucking spoiler, love it. Spoiler alert. Hit, you can still read the book and be fine. Hit the 30-second button a couple times if you've not seen the movie The Mist. It ends because it's like, oh, they're driving away from the disease and the fog and they're going to be okay. 
and, and, but they're not because they're not getting out of it. So he has a gun with four bullets in it and he shoots his son and the two other people in the car and he's going to off himself, right? Like, oh my God, we're never going to get away from these creatures. I'm going to kill myself. I just killed my family. And the National Guard drives by. Rolls up and saves him. And he had just killed his whole family. That, like, <laughs> that's the ending I like in movies. Like, not the, we all lived happily ever after. Yeah, it was so crazy. I thought he was dead for right? sure. And then, in the book, does not nope. end that way. <laughs> right. You're... So you're safe to listen to the show again, by the way. <laughs> Welcome back. There you go. Uh, so your top five. <laughs> yeah, now that we've gone on a Stephen King We kick. could do top five Stephen King books slash movies maybe next week maybe for now we're gonna stick with a little guy named adam sandler because i'm going with happy gilmore versus shooter mcgavin on the 18th green that epic showdown is one that i would want to be at when the grandstands fall down and you have to <laughs> does like the putt putt golf to win that motherfucker you can count on me waiting yeah. for you in the parking lot <laughs> no 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 i had to play the ball off frankenstein's fat foot yeah, I want to be there for that, to watch a guy in a hockey jersey <laughs> beat a pro golfer. I think That's, that would be like when Tiger won last weekend. Like, the cr- that crowd would be the Happy yeah, Gilmore but crowd. rowdy, because right. Happy brought a rowdy crowd with him, and that's what I want when People I People doing golf. beer bongs in the crowd. Yeah, it would be like if we went to a golfing event. Maybe we should. Maybe. Stick they had one in St. Louis not too long ago. I, I mentioned tonight we might do a spinoff soccer podcast called Stick to Football. Maybe we need to stick to golf. Yeah, stick to irons or something like yeah. that. Yeah, stick to sticks. Stick to holes. Stick to, <laughs> stick to sticks could be our hockey one. There you go. We'll just have a whole franchise. I like it. I like the idea. We already have Stick to the Jets as our spinoff. Number four for me, this game, again, not a happy ending, but you learned a lot about uh, life and family and relationships. The Texas State High School Championship game in Friday Night Lights. You got a little uh, old Permian playing the big boys from Dallas Carter. This was the game that I was going to mention. Like, I was watching this game, and it was in that era where they really started making sports movies again, like, you know, Coach Carter and all those other ones, where everything was just, oh, this underdog team goes undefeated and never misses a shot. Not in this one. It is very real, and they come up short in their state championship game after they've rallied around. And, you know, it's not like the uh, varsity blues where everything works out so great for them. It's, they get nope. their asses kicked in the end, and you think they're going to come back, but no, they fall short. So like, I've said before, like I was a very, very like average 1A high school football player, and uh, everyone in this room, in fact, was a better high school football player than me. But one of my like m- most, uh, I don't know, like biggest memories from high school was my sophomore year, we were supposed to be really good at football, like really good. And we had some injuries and things happened. And I remember sitting in the locker room after we lost a playoff game, and just watching the seniors like cry, like sob. And it's just like this moment of like, oh my God, like it's over. And like that Friday Night Lights is that way. Like yeah. when they, when the game's over and these guys are just bawling on the field and people who've probably never experienced that are like, ah, it's not real. No, no, it is. It's that Jason Isbell quote. Oh yeah. It's I a, can't think of it right now, but. It's a boy's last dream and a man's first yeah, loss. Like that'll get you. Oh. Listen to that one on the bus yeah. ride home from oh. a game. You're like, oh, fuck. Yeah, it, it really <laughs> is, though. I mean, it's uh, it's crazy how, I mean, everyone listening to this, if you played a high school sport, you can remember, you know, the, the last sport I ever played in high school was track because it was spring season. I, I got hurt my senior year running track. I remember my last track meet, and I'm running it with a pulled quad trying to run the fucking 200, right? Like, I mean, I. 
I vividly remember. I'm sure you remember the game. Well, you got hurt, so yeah, you never remember. I got the scars. For I'm it. sure old Cole Baby sitting over here remembers his last probably baseball game. Yeah, I mean, you don't ever forget that. So uh, Friday Night Lights, I think that they capture it perfectly. We'll segue here because I don't remember if this was my guy's last game, but Plus. he was definitely in the twilight of his career. I'm going with Billy Chapel for love of the game, throwing a perfect game. The way that they take you through the game and his life and everything that's It going is a on, great movie. It is one of my favorite movies. I also would love to be in attendance for a perfect game. Oh, and it's yeah. so, it's like, you can't schedule it. You can't right. be like, oh, Clayton Kershaw is pitching against some shitty team. I'm going to go check it out. Because you just never know when it's going to happen. I would love to be in attendance. And especially this one, it's at Yankee Stadium, too. Right. So if I could be at a game, I would want to be at that one. That is one of my favorite movies. Plus, you got John C. Riley as, as the catcher. catcher. Right. <laughs> Basically, Underrated if, if Kevin Costner's in a sports movie, it's probably pretty good. Tin Cup? Draft Day? Draft Day. Uh, never mind. <laughs> Which is weird. A, that was his worst one. Like, oh, you yeah. hyped about it. It's like Kevin Costner in the draft. Yeah, it's all right. What's weird is I will still watch that movie. If, like, if I'm scrolling and it's on or if it's like, oh, Amazon Prime, here's Draft Day. I've like, yeah, watch it. I've watched it like twice. It's okay. If you fast it's a forward football through the movie, love scenes... So. I I can even watch those. I yeah, don't care. Pretty good. Okay, number three for me. I'm not ashamed to admit that I love this movie. And it's not... I don't even know if it's... It's a movie with some sports in it. But love and basketball. And again... It's got it's, Darnell Jefferson it's in it. has got Omar Epps. And it's... It, again, it's the story of these two people growing up through sports. And, you know, the tragedy of injury and trying to come back from it. And then, you know, like realizing your dreams. And like maybe you peaked in high school a little bit. And then at the but at the end of the movie, there's this moment where Omar Epps is playing his girlfriend, and like to to get back together, right? Like if she wins, you know they're gonna make a run of it or whatever. And she whips his ass at basketball because he's got a bum knee, but maybe a letter, maybe a letter. I just want to throw that out there. But it, it's a great scene because you have this like you know moment of what's going to happen and it, i don't feel like it was predictable maybe i need to watch it again 20 years later that is, but, that's a throwback movie but it was yeah. a good one i remember seeing it because basketball used to be my favorite sport like right. watching that movie and this and it omar epps in it i love omar and i don't i don't remember the actress's name but she's smoking hot too she was she was an attractive Went to usc yep. i remember yelling or in the movie they're yelling at her like point guards don't lead from the back like i'm pretty sure i've said that to a quarterback in practice before yeah. and it came from love and basketball great movie but the the last scene that's one of the best games in any sports movie because it's just one-on-one -on -one, like dark court like and they're figuring their life out playing basketball i like it next one for me number three on my list i'm sticking with kevin yeah. costner rolling with your homie here <laughs> i'm going with field of dreams just that whole movie and everything about it, I love so much. And if I could be at a game, I want to go watch some Legends of Baseball play. So well, I'm yeah. talking like that final scene where everybody finally starts to believe in it and they've built up that whole stadium. And then you just see the line of cars in Iowa. I want to be in that fucking line of cars. Well, I love Iowa too. And I want to go watch the Black Sox play. Like I want to see all the players that were in that huge scandal. Sure, Joe. Because I just listened to a conspiracy theory show about the Black Sox and all of it. So I'm very invested into that right now. Wait, what about it? I don't... Just that, did like, they, Shoeless Joe is one of the best baseball players ever. Yeah. He was also an idiot. He was illiterate. He couldn't read. He couldn't write. So they don't even know if he was really in on the, the game, if he was going to throw it or not, or if he just 
was paid money. They know he was paid money. They don't know if he was actually in on it because he he played outstanding. He was great the yeah. whole World Series, so they don't know if he actually threw the game or not. Huh. And there's a... I'll give you the name of the podcast. Yeah. But you can shout it out. It's cool. <laughs> it's just called Conspiracy Theories, oh, okay. actually. Yeah. They talk about how ownership was screwing over the players, and that's really the reason why they wanted to throw it, because they used to get bonuses for playing in the playoffs and playing in the World Series. And then the owner, Kamitsky, says, we're not going to do that anymore. I'm going to pay you on the cheap. So they're Watch like, this. fuck it. <laughs> yeah. Let's throw the game. Let's talk to the mob. We'll get our money. We Chicago. Don't, we don't care if yeah. we win right now. But it was very good, and I'm definitely in on the Black Sox controversy. So I'm going with Field of Dreams. I want to see these guys play. Shoeless Joe in the Hall of Fame. No, he banned from baseball. He and Pete Rose. Rose. Yeah. That whole team. That's the whole bullshit. Black Sox team God. banned. Like, the NFL's dumb sometimes, but baseball is like, like There's a couple players, too, like their third baseman, who is also banned for life, even though he admits, like, I didn't throw the game at all. And all of his teammates admitted he didn't, he wasn't in on it. He just didn't report it, so he's banned uh, for life, too. It's complicit. 99 years ago. <laughs> maybe we just say it's okay. I don't yeah. know. I don't know what statute Honorary. of limitations is on this, but yeah, maybe. Uh, number two for me, show me the money! <laughs> That's going to be so loud. I can't Sorry. hear you, Jerry. <laughs> yeah. Cardinals versus Cowboys, Monday night football. Rod Tidwell makes the stage. Maybe he gets knocked out, and that would be a flag today. But he enjoys this moment in the end zone, and it's his coming out Can you party. imagine if something like that were to happen, like a player gets knocked out, and then he's like, no, just let me enjoy this. I could see, like, Ocho Cinco or Antonio Brown definitely doing that. Yeah, like, like running up wait, wait, into wait, the stands. Wait, like, yep, yep, <laughs> all that me, stuff. Let me have it. They're chanting his name, and he's just laying there. I mean, it's one of those movies, like, I loved it when it first came out, and now I can't watch it anymore because I hate Renee Zellweger. But, oh, yeah, she's terrible. She's ruined for me. Squinty yeah, eyes. Yeah, I, can't, I don't like her voice either. And the little kid, like, oh, you're cute, like, for a moment. And then it's like, okay. Jonathan. Did you know the human head weighs eight yeah. pounds? Did you know Troy Eggman? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, uh, it's just not funny anymore. But great, great game. I still love that movie. For Rod Tittle. Like, that movie came out, and I was probably like maybe 10 years old. And I just remember Jerry Maguire fucking this girl up against the wall. <laughs> and then they talk about football, too. So I'm like, hell yeah. I, I can roll old. with this. Yeah. Like, let's check it out. And now it's still one of the movies. And seeing Rod Tidwell go off. Monday Night Football for the Cardinals. You like, nailed it. It came out in 96. Oh, shit. Yeah. Like I deal. have a weird, like, I'm good at that. I know yeah. when movies, I don't know what my deal is. You've memorized IMDb. It's <laughs> been a lot of time there. <laughs> Next movie for me is, this was a race for us to get this game on our list. Yeah. And it comes in at number two for me. It's the Heisman candidate race from, obviously, our favorite movie, The Program. Michigan versus ECU, or sorry, ESU. You have Joe Kane versus Tim Wayman. He it's couldn't getting... go all the Wayman. <laughs> yeah, you get Boomer on there doing a sports center <laughs> kick in a game. Like, there's so much hype around it. I could feel it, Lynn. Like, yeah, Lynn. With all, all, all the cameras too. around, you don't really want to talk about it, but the pressure's always there. It is a great game. You're right. It was a fight. Like, when we finally decided on, like, oh, who, what's our top five this week? Like, let's do top five games from movies. And I text you back immediately. I was like, ESU versus Michigan. And you're like, yeah, it's already on my list. So, yeah, yeah great game. And, and also another moment where you get the letdown because Joe Kane yeah. comes up short. That's right. So. And loses his Heisman. Which, God damn it, he comes back for a senior, senior year. He Make the it. fucking movie he already. Makes, yeah, he, basically Baker Mayfield is, <laughs> but cool, uh, would be his. So, number one on my list, and this is one of the greatest moments in sport history, 
It's when Bobby Boucher comes back at halftime and leads the Tigers to the win in the Bourbon Bowl. You remember that time Bobby Boucher showed up at halftime and the, and the Mud Dogs won the Bourbon Bowl? The Mud oh, Dogs, do you? that's right, sorry. Do you? They played the Cougars, my bad, the Mud Dogs. Uh, it's amazing. Bobby didn't finish high school because uh, he was homeschooled. He's got to get his GED. Um, it, <laughs> coach fakes a coma. Like, there's so much going on. Roy Orbison tattoo right. on his ass. His girlfriend drives him to the stadium in a stolen golf cart. Like, there's a lot Lawrence happening Taylor here. Taylor was involved. Right, right. His mom is... Colonel Sanders. Or, no, his mom's in the coma. My bad. It's yeah, yeah. your dog. Uh, it's, it's amazing. He's got his girlfriend who's doing voodoo type shit. It, great, great movie. But Bobby comes back. Thank you to Roberto for getting him to, uh, to go to the NFL. Uh, amazing. Yep. yep. I love that movie. Like, obviously, I quote it all the time in here, really because I think I just do a good Bobby Boucher. You really do. It's <laughs> you. It's Tony Romo and Bobby Boucher, your best impersonation. <laughs> I don't know, Matt. I don't know, Jim. <laughs> Number one for me is going to be a little bit of a stretch, but I'm saying that this used to be a sport. And it is definitely, it definitely one was. we need to bring it back because I want to be at this event. If I could go back to this movie and be at that event, awesome. But I, in my life, would love to be at an event like this. I'm going with the movie Gladiator, that final fight. It is the emperor against the slave or general turned slave to yeah, gladiator. I want to be there for that shit because it gets my rocks off. Yeah, uh, I've been in the Coliseum and I definitely stood there like... Yeah, like yeah. Marcus Aurelius. Just went from let's six go. to midnight. Yeah, let's go. I tried bringing this back with. Uh, I don't. I guess never mind. But, but like seriously, but I, I know it's like it probably would never happen. Maybe under this administration, it would. <laughs> yeah. But if they like, years. if they let two criminals like, hey, they're both on death row. One of them's getting off death row, and the other's dying tonight. It and might you, make me a sick person, but I'd fucking pay that pay-per-view money. You put it on pay-per-view and you give the money to education. Right? You involve a fucking tiger, Ooh, too. Yeah. Just like, you know what? This tiger has also been held captive, and if he kills somebody, he's set free. <laughs> yeah. Like, now I'm rooting for the fucking tiger. <laughs> We're not putting him back in his zoo where he lives a drugged life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's actually just set free back in uh, Asia, wherever You get he's a from. gorilla in there literally tearing arms off people. That line would be better. <laughs> Probably not, but <laughs> like that would be us. Flood it. Have Ugh. a boat war. Whatever, man. There's I'm, so many possibilities here. I'm so on board for it. And if it's like, I mean, if you're telling me it's like two like DNA convicted sex offenders and they're going to fight to the death. Yeah, I mean, if we're going to kill these people off anyway, we might as right. well make some money off of it. Isn't that capitalism? I mean, yeah, we're in debt a lot. <laughs> yeah. So there you go, China, and there's all your solved. money back. Problem solved. I don't know how we segue from that to picking games, but we're going to. Uh, <laughs> both of us right now, 14 and 6. Yeah. So this is big. Speaking you know, week. after our first week, I thought, man, we kind of suck at this. Maybe we shouldn't post our records, but we've bounced back. We have uh, pretty nicely. Week We're, one was tough because you don't know. You don't know the teams. And I should say, for transparency's sake, we alternate picking who picks the games. Like this week, you actually pick what games I pick. So we can't like load it up to where one person gets easy picks. Yeah. What I usually try to do is I just go down the schedule. I'll give you one. I'll give me one, and I just go down that way. Morning to game to night game. Yeah. Right. So first up for me, number 12, West Virginia at number 25, Texas Tech. Give me the Mountaineers. I want some country roads. They're going to win. I, I think Will Greer is just way too hot right now. Tech can't stop David Sills. They can't stop Will Greer. Uh, this game's going to be a shootout. Take the over, whatever it is. But oh, I got yeah. West Virginia. I, I agree with you, too. I just think that it's going to be too much. And I'm 
I know I'm a Pat Mahomes fan, but I'm still not a Tech fan. So I mean, I'm going to go with right? uh, West Virginia. I just I think they have too much offense and they have a little bit of defense. And yeah. I don't think you can say the same about Texas Tech. They might score some points, but I don't think they're stopping Will Greer. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, you have a fun one. I do. We have Clemson okay, hosting Syracuse, which is almost like a trap game for me. But I, I honestly think the whole Kelly Bryant thing is going to kind of bring this team together. He left maybe not on some great terms with this team. So I think they're going to rally behind the true freshman Trevor Lawrence. I think they can beat Clemson. Or sorry, I think they can beat, beat Syracuse. And I think they're going to do it in like a statement game. Like a we're still okay, we're still yep. here. So I think they win this one pretty Clemson's easily just, at home. They're just so deep and so versatile. And yeah, I, I know mean, Syracuse is undefeated. And it's like Eric Dungy's our boy. But is he going to finish the game against this Clemson front seven? He's going to get the shit kicked out of yes, him. Yes, he is. And he's injury prone. Like he... Yeah. He might not play the third quarter might because not. he'll be out. This is a very good Clemson defense. Speaking of, Jake Fromm might not need to play the third quarter in this one. Tennessee at Georgia, the number two team in the nation. Uh, breaking news here, uh, and this game doesn't need a whole lot of explanation, guys. Georgia's really good and Tennessee's really bad. Yep. Tennessee is like the biggest. I haven't been that disappointed since I got married the second time. Like Tennessee's just not good. It's amazing that 20 years ago, this team had Peyton Manning and then won a title with T. Martin, and look at him now. Yeah, Should I hire Greg Shano? I'm with you, too. Like There weren't a whole lot of games to pick from this week, so I, I gave you that one. I alley-ooped that up to you, too. Georgia's going to kick their ass. Uh, next game for me, number 18, Texas, going to Kansas State. Now, when I put this game in for myself, I kind of kicked myself. <laughs> I should have let you fucking pick Texas because you did it the last two times, and they won. And they won, won. yes. So, I have the hot hand with the Longhorns. I know, like... <laughs> So I, I kind of even want to just flip it over to they historically have trouble in the state of Kansas, famously yeah, especially so. Especially in Manhattan. Like, Kansas State has had their number uh, a lot when Texas has to travel there. I think Tom Herman and the boys right the ship, and I am going to pick Texas. I think that they are playing very confident football right now. The defense looks nasty, and I think that they're going to be able to beat the 182-year-old Bill Snyder. Yeah, uh, Gary Johnson's going to have 20 tackles in this game. Yeah, it'll be like that guy from Oklahoma uh, we saw last Kenneth week. Kenneth Murray had 28 tackles. Yeah, yep. their defense is going to flow all over the field there in Manhattan, and yeah. I think Texas still comes out as the victors. Yeah, I'm with you completely on that. Uh, Virginia Tech at Duke. Duke is ranked 22. Virginia Tech is not ranked. I can't imagine that's ever happened <laughs> when before. That ever happen? <laughs> Never. Uh, like you said, and we talked about this earlier, Virginia Tech dealing with the loss of their quarterback, dealing with the loss of their best pass rusher. Duke, even with uh, their quarterback Daniel Jones hurt, uh, still looking very, very good. This is a well-coached team. I need the Dukies pull it out, man. And that's a tough game. Like, uh, yeah, we talked earlier about how Virginia Tech has a lot of missing pieces. Their quarterback, their defensive end, Duke is also missing their quarterback. I don't think Daniel, Daniel Jones, Jones yeah. is going to play this week. Uh, but Wilson is filling in nice. I think that's his name. No Harris. So I actually just just saw, like, as we're recording it, it came out that Jones is preparing to play. See, how I do you break a clavicle and be like, yeah, I'm good? Yeah, I mean, that speaks to how tough the dude is. He was having one hell of a season before he did get hurt. Yeah. I think he he's going to split snaps this week because their other quarterback, well, I'm pretty sure his name is Harris, even <laughs> though I'm drawing like a mind blank here. He's been playing well. He runs the ball very well. He's thrown the ball well. So I think they split snaps, and I am going to agree with you. I actually think Duke pulls out this game. You're right, Quentin Harris. You did well there. I'm proud of you. I'm so smart. 
<laughs> Next game for me, Florida at Mississippi State. Mississippi State, like, they've been in our pick them every week. It seems well, you like. cursed them, though. I did. Last week they lost, but that's okay. They have Florida this week, and I am not high <laughs> on Florida. No. So very similar to that Kentucky game. I think Mississippi State will be able to run the football on them. Uh, the Gators just haven't shown me anything yet, and Mississippi State has them at home. So I think Florida, um, they haven't beat anyone yet yeah they look like they're struggling a little bit so i think that there's still enough talent there in mississippi state for them to beat the gators they still have a nasty defense i know they're got a player that's been in trouble i didn't see playing i hope he's not and they should suspend him for at least a game but i think they got enough to beat florida yeah i i think think they do too i don't think you have to worry about felipe franks or whatever right 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 i i think mississippi state's defense is pretty damn good they're gonna be okay uh Next up for me, number 20, BYU goes to Washington, number 11. Tougher game than I think a lot of people would realize. BYU has been very good this year. They're just, they're a tough, tough team, especially on defense. Washington, I think we see a little bit of a bounce back for them. They're, they've been, you know, trying to figure out the offensive line once they lost Taylor Adams, or Trey Adams, excuse me, but I think they can get it going. Miles Gaskin this week should have a pretty big game, so I'm going to pick the Huskies. I, I would agree with you, too. I think BYU is maybe getting a little hyped because they caught Wisconsin overlooking them. Yep. They've, they've played well this year, and they deserve that number 20 ranking, but I agree with you. I think the Huskies win. Sticking with the uh, Pac-12 boys, Oregon at Cal is a very good game this week. Number 19, Oregon versus number 24, Cal. Cal has a very good defense this year, and they are being sold on, like, we're shutting people out. I don't think they're good that good. luck. I think they've played some weaker opponents, and I think Oregon is going to show up this week ready to bounce back from the Stanford game because they were riding high. They probably should have won that game, and it pretty much got taken away from them. I don't yeah. want to blame the refs. You put yourself in situations, but they did take a touchdown off the board that should have counted. I think Herbert is going to get things back on track this week, and I don't think they're going to let it slip through their hands this time. I think Oregon wins over the Bears. Yeah, I think Oregon's defense could have a pretty big game this weekend. So, uh, last game for me, number seven, Stanford at number eight, Notre Dame. I still think Notre Dame is overrated. I know they haven't lost a game. I think they're overrated. I think Stanford is just too well coached. I know they're going to South Bend. It's a night game. It's like a 6.30 kickoff. It's going to be beautiful on campus. The fans are going to be turned out. I think Stanford goes in there and gets the upset, though. It's just Stanford's – I mean, we saw last week. They came out a little bit slow against Oregon. Herbert was on fire. And guess what? They fixed their mistakes. And like you said, yeah, maybe the ref helped them out a little bit. But they still fought and fucking clawed oh, yeah, their they way back. It. They earned that win. Right. And Bryce Love uh, – Jerry Tillery is a very good defender. Uh, Tevin Smith, their linebacker, very good. Uh Trimble at safety, great tackler. But I think Bryce Love, this might be his signature game as far as this year goes. I mean, we've kind of been waiting for it, and I agree with you. Like, I just I don't like this Notre Dame team. I'm very surprised that they were winning and that they beat Michigan like they did. I don't think they can do that against David Shaw. You might be able to sneak one past Jim Harbaugh. (laughs) I don't think you can do it against David Shaw, so I'm going to agree with you there. I think Stanford does get that W. Last game for me, Ohio State at Penn State is a very good one this week. Uh, even if they are screwing up on social media, I think Ohio State. Oh man, what a bad it's luck! Bad. It's bad. It's bad. Don't put that out there. Nope. And then you have to issue an apology. Did like, they finally do it? Yeah, they yeah, did. You don't want to say silence the noise it is when your though. coach has covered up domestic violence right. allegedly. Yeah, for not speaking about it. Like, yeah. not not a good look. But the football team is still going to perform. And I, I, Urban Meyer's just looking for a statement to come out and say we're still here and we're still relevant. 
this team is just stacked. They're so yes. good. I don't care who's coaching this team. I think they can win and they can do it in what happy valley yeah happy valley i know i've taken a lot of heat over the years for saying this i actually don't think james franklin is that good of a coach i think he's got some talent i don't think he's that good of a coach i think our boy Dwayne haskins has a big big game uh, against penn state ohio state has the corners to completely shut down their passing game and their defensive line they can shut down miles sanders even without nick bosa exactly draymond jones is the dude to watch in this game uh this one doesn't count against us in the pick but we're going to be there. Iowa State at TCU. I remember when we made the schedule, like, oh, it should be a good game, right? Like, yeah. David Montgomery is a pretty good game. Uh, no, it does not look like it will be a good game. I'm going to pick the Horn Frogs, though. I am, too. I just think their defense is going to be too much. Iowa State hasn't been able to do anything on offense, so we both agree there. TCU. Yep, TCU. And it's going to be a fun one. Like I said, if you're there, come out, tailgate with us. It's going to be a blast. All right, we're back. And like Melo said at the top of the show, we're going to give you our new top 25. We are four weeks into college football. Week five has started tonight as we're recording on Thursday night. So we wanted to update our top 25. This isn't a four-hour show, even though we're trying to make it one tonight. So we're not going to talk about all 25 teams. No, You guys are more interested in the list than the content of them. So we're going to go five by five. I'll start this off. 25 for me, Oklahoma State. 24, Texas Tech. 23, Boise State. 22, Duke. 21 California a lot of teams that a lot of question marks if there was one team that I feel maybe could rise above that it's Texas Tech just because no one in the Big 12 plays defense and I could see them not this weekend but I could see them winning some shootout type games where they can improve their ranking but this week against West Virginia we're going to find out if this is a real team or not yeah I agree with you because they just did that against Oklahoma State like they have the offense again like they just find it every year and that system that they run it works for them so I'm with you there I think that they can do some things uh, in the Big 12 number 25 for me is Texas Tech number 24 Virginia Tech 23 Cal 22 we agree I'm going with Duke and 21 BYU the team I want to highlight is Virginia Tech we've talked about them a lot already they've lost a lot they overlooked Old Dominion and they should have won that game what hurts them is that they probably lost their best defensive player and they've lost their best offensive player so they have a lot to overcome I know they're going to start Ryan Willis and they like him he's a KU transfer so we'll see what happens there they have some talented young quarterbacks but this is a team that we thought was going to be very good obviously Connor did and we give him some shit for that (laughs) Uh, but I was on board with it when they beat Florida State I thought this was going to be a very good team and it just Florida State was very bad they were very very bad and no one knew it that's how week one goes though you're like oh well what does this win mean? Eh, not much. Yeah, and it looked impressive. Like, they yeah. handed Florida State an ass-whipping, and everybody thought they were going to be special when they were not special. So, Florida, or sorry, Virginia Tech, I think that they could lose this week to Duke, and I think that they might be out of the top 25 for the rest of the season. Yeah, that's not a crazy take. Uh, all right, number 20 for me, Michigan State. Love Brian Lewerke, their quarterback. Uh, and also, LJ Scott, like him a lot. Number 19, Mississippi State. Number 18, BYU. Number 17, Oregon. Number 16, Central Florida. And I want to talk about Oregon out of this group of five. I think this is a team that has rising potential. Uh, yeah, they lost to Stanford last week, but if they can take care of business this week, uh, if they can continue to play offensively as well as they did, I mean, Cal's going to be a tough game. You picked Oregon to win. If they do beat Cal, this is a team that could probably get into the top 15, I think, realistically. And from there, I mean, 
they take our business they could end up a top 10 team because i think a lot of these teams we have in the top 10 are big 10 i'm saying 10 a lot they're big 10 teams you're gonna, gonna get confused on some out. And you're yeah. gonna lash out I'm like I, saying 10. Uh, I do think oregon could find themselves into the top 10 or 12 by the end of the year i i like that pick and i agree with you we i also had that at number 17 number 20 for me i'm going with miami 19 michigan 18 mississippi state 17 oregon and number 16 our texas longhorns a little low but the team that i want to talk about is actually not texas i'm going to go with michigan because michigan is a team that was ranked very highly this preseason and they they shit their pants against <laughs> south notre dame. Uh, against now notre dame and south bend <laughs> now i can speak <laughs> i Notre really, dame i expected michigan to roll those dudes and just yeah. kill them and they didn't and jim harbaugh loses to another rival they're ranked uh, number 19 for me. A lot of other, I know the AP has them higher. I think they're 16. They have a brutal schedule coming up. And like I've said, Jim Harbaugh is one and three against his rivals. Yeah. They have to go to Wisconsin. Then they have to play at Michigan State, who they've beat one time since Jim Harbaugh was there. And, oh, not to mention, they also have to play Penn State this year at home at least. And then they go to Ohio State. They are going to lose at least three of those games. Yeah, I mean, they've, that you're looking at probably a 7-5 and five season for Michigan. Exactly, which is why I think this is going to be yeah. their highest ranking in the top 25. Well, sure. um, yeah, maybe they win this week, but I think that they are, the wheels are going to fall off again. Like, they're riding high right now, I get it, but I just don't think that Michigan is going to be that good going forward. I love their players. They have talent on offense and defense. I just don't see it happening with Jim Harbaugh. Well, <laughs> now that you've beaten the shit out of my rankings, <laughs> I know 15, Kentucky, our boy Benny Snell, 14, Hook'em Horns, Texas Longhorns, 13, Michigan, now that you've completely taken a dump on that well, argument. I think this week, like, they yeah. they probably do deserve to be that high, but I just I don't see it going forward. They're peaking. Number 12, West Virginia. Number 11, Notre Dame. Uh, I, I want to talk about our Texas Longhorns. Two weeks in a row, This the, Texas was a team that was not ranked headed into the USC game. They take care of business against USC. They beat TCU. Both games were at home. We are going to see, as you said in the pick, a test this week on the road in Manhattan, Kansas against the 1,000-year-old Bill Snyder and the triple option that he runs. And Texas lost to Maryland on the road this year. I mean, let's not mm-hmm. forget that. That that was a game they should have won. This would be a top-10 team if they'd taken care of business when they went up to Maryland. So this is going to be big to see how a fairly young team does on the road in a, a tough place to play. Yeah, I agree with you, too. I hope that they have everything going. It seems like they do. They're They're very confident, but... We'll see how they can do going to Manhattan. That is going to be a tough game for them. It always is. Number 15 for me, Kentucky. Number 14, your defending national champs, UCF. Number 13, West Virginia. 12, Washington. And 11 is Auburn. And, of course, I want to talk about the Golden Knights because they are the defending national champs. And they still have McKenzie motherfucking Milton. (laughs) That dude can play some football. I know that he's tiny. I know I hate Kyler Murray for that same reason. I love McKenzie Melton. I love the way he plays football. They have a lot of very good athletes on that team. And could they beat Alabama? Probably not. (laughs) But they're in the American Conference, and they could potentially go undefeated again. And so right now they're ranked number 14 for me. I think that could go up because I just don't see any games left on their schedule. They play Pitt this weekend. I think they can win that game. After that, I think they've played their hardest game of the year so far. 
I know they have the war on I-4, but I don't even think that one is going to be close. The biggest question mark I have about UCF is how bad does Scott Frost regret leaving oh, there? Oh, man. Because he has, they didn't lose a game last year, and he's already lost three in Nebraska. Yeah, that's rough. I just realized I don't have Auburn in my top 25, so... Oh, well, I'm going to own that one. Uh, all right, number 10, Penn State. Number 9, Wisconsin. Number 8, Washington. Number 7, Stanford. And number 6, the LSU Tigers. And can we just like give some credit to Ed Orgeron? Because they are I, they're one of the top 10 teams in the country right now. No one expected this. Coming into the year, I believe they're ranked number 25. We joked about, oh, they'll never get a quarterback at LSU. Oh, well, they maybe got a guy who's at least good enough to get some wins around a very, very good defense. Greedy Williams and Devin White have been almost unstoppable. And offensively, they just continue to make plays. So LSU, number six for me, a little bit higher than you have them. But this is a team that I believe in. And the schedule is not friendly. but No, I mean, they're in the SEC. Right. So uh, we're going to be there in two weeks. No. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, we're going to be there in two weeks. For LSU Georgia, and I'm not going to pick LSU when that happens, but uh, I still think they're one of the best teams in the country. No, they're definitely worthy of that top 10 ranking, and I do have them a little lower. I go with number 10, Wisconsin, number 9, LSU, number 8, Penn State, number 7, Notre Dame, and number 6, Stanford. I'll talk a little bit about LSU because Coach O does deserve all the credit in the world. I don't understand this team. Usually they are loaded with talent everywhere, and we're just like, why isn't this offense working? They don't even have that talent this year on offense, and they're still playing lights out. Obviously, defense is great. They haven't been that efficient on offense, and they're still doing things. But the yeah. team I want to talk about is my love for David Shaw and Anthony Oreo. This is your <laughs> shout-out, too, because if Texas ever gets bad, I'm going to jump on that Stanford bandwagon, too. Their gets quarterback, bad? If Texas gets bad? <laughs> they're, we're, we're on the up. We're back. Okay, we're, we're back. I'm glad that people have pumped the brakes on the is Texas back, but they're very damn close. They need like a countdown, like a clock. Okay. Is Texas back? And it will say yes or no. If they can win a major bowl game, they're back. Yeah. That's yeah. when I will jump on board with them. I love the way Stanford plays football. Their, their quarterback, K.J. Costello, I think he is a little bit underrated. I know that Bryce Love gets a lot of attention, and they run the hell out of the football there. They have their big tight ends, but he's a pretty damn good quarterback, and their defense is amazing. They, I would bet large amounts of money they finish this year in the top ten. I know they still have to play Washington. They have to play Cal. I think that they're going to be a very good team, and they will stay in that top 10 for the rest of the year. I love what Stanford is doing. I think at some point it comes down to coaching, right? Like, I mean, yes, college is it's about getting the right players, but Mm -hmm. as Texas fans, we know you can recruit five stars and four stars all day. You have to have coaching, and we saw it last week against Oregon. His ability to to make adjustments and get this team calmed down and ready makes them a very good team. I had them at seven. You have them at six, so we're, we're definitely on the... We're on the Stanford bandwagon here. Uh, number five for me, Oklahoma. That hurts, but I had to do it. Number four, Clemson. Number three, Ohio State. Two, Georgia. One, Alabama. Clemson's the wild card here. What can this young quarterback do once he faces adversity? Is he going to rise to the moment? I mean, he's looked great, but he's also he's had Kelly Bryant. He's had that almost like That's a safety, safety valve, yeah. right? So now, guess what, young man? The pressure's on you. Is he going to be able to handle, and we've joked before, Clemson's schedule is a joke. Like, if they don't go undefeated, it's a bad year for them. But now you're giving the keys to an 18, 19-year-old, and 
you know, I mean, who's? I hope it doesn't happen, but he could have a four interception game against Syracuse, and they're yeah. looking at a loss. He could Ryan Fitzpatrick this, yeah, and <laughs> oh man, he could Nate Peterman this, right? I don't know. Yeah, I'm with bad, you, but. and I love uh, Connor brought it up on the midweek show about it's time to start taking chances because this Alabama team looks nasty. So you you almost have to start getting Trevor Lawrence ready for this because you're probably going to win the ACC and you're probably going to be in the playoff. But that's a whole different story when you get there because there are some, there are five very good teams this year. And Oklahoma is one of them for me. Oklahoma at number five. I have Clemson at number four also. And this is where we get different because I'm actually going to put Georgia at number three and Ohio State at number two. Alabama is obviously number one. Ohio State has a lot of good things going for them. We've talked about their defense and all the studs that they have, they have very good cornerback play. And they finally got themselves a quarterback. I think, you know, Connor's talked about him. He might be even Connor's number one quarterback right now. I think that he is going to be a lock for the Heisman. He's going to get invited. I think he continues this progression all year. And I think that he's going to come away from this game as my number one Heisman guy after this week. Really? What he's going to do at Penn State, I think that he's going to overtake Tua. I think he's going to go past Kyler Murray. I expect him to come out firing and have a big game and a big game performance here. You don't think Tua against Louisiana Lafayette? <laughs> I don't think so. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah, they're not playing in the uh, Bourbon Bowl, right. so uh, I, I think that he's going to be all right. I love Tua, and yeah. I don't want to shit on him, but I, I, I do just think that Haskins and what he's able to do with that offense, he can rely on those two great running backs. They have a lot of talent at receiver. I actually really like Paris Campbell and what he yeah. can do. And they finally have a quarterback that can get these guys the ball. And last year with JT Barrett, it wasn't happening. Now it is. And you can really see what this offense is supposed to look like when they get it rolling. Should probably have an 18 playoff. Oh, I would. This would be the year for it. It really would because there are obviously five very good teams. Yeah. And then you could get, you know, Stanford, LSU in there, maybe Notre Dame if they can win out. Maybe, and it's, yeah, maybe UCF. And I think it's been every year you can make the call that there's at least more than four teams like, that deserve so it. So on my rankings, we would have Alabama versus Washington, Stanford versus Georgia, LSU versus Ohio State, Clemson versus Oklahoma. Yeah. I mean, those, those schools are all I'm deserving. In. Let's do it. And their fans are going to travel. You're going to make so much money if you're the NCAA. You're printing your own money for those yeah. games. Bring back NCAA 14, sell us coaches film like the NFL does with Game Pass, and go 18 playoff. There you go. Boom. You're making money. All right, you know what time it is? Oh, it's draft on draft time. We're going to crack some beers. We're going to answer your questions. You can send them in Reddit, Instagram, Twitter. You can send them in the mail to the office if you want. Oh, yeah. that's We should only, like, exclu- exclusively for a week, only accept mail. The, I'll get, the address is 517 South Main, Joplin, Missouri, 64801. You can send mail to the office. Yeah, I wish you wouldn't have put that out there. <laughs> Why? I don't feel safe. <laughs> and Mello is now afraid. To, I'm going to walk you to your car every Thursday night. Start working great. from home. Right. That's well, I probably will, too. There's a mouse in here. If you want to kill it, we'll give you a koozie. Uh, <laughs> draft on draft questions. Some good ones. Joe Chichino. I don't know. I'm butchering that. I don't know. It's definitely not Chichino, but I think it is. Given injuries and off-field stuff, who do you think drafts a new quarterback first, Tampa Bay or Tennessee? Tampa Bay. I think it's a valid question, but I think the obvious answer is just it's Tampa because everything off the field. I haven't been uh, sold on what Mariota has done on the field, but he's done everything right off of it. And though he has struggled, he's showing that he's like he's in there. He's working. He's trying to progress. And Jameis Winston is just being sued for groping an Uber driver. Yeah, he hasn't even played this year and yet. And he was just suspended for the same thing. 
Right. Like, so it's it's going to be Tampa. Wash they, those hands. They would be the first one. Yeah. And it's obvious. Yeah. Uh, whew, what a mess. Richard Royal. Love this guy. I haven't talked to him a little bit. Missed him. How fast is Rondale Moore, that wide receiver from Purdue? And is this his breakout performance? He had eight catches for a buck ten, two TDs last week. And one of the plays, like, I mean, he just bounced all some guys. And then it was like, oh, wait, no one's going to tackle me. And he just outran everybody. I don't know how fast he is on the track. I mean, it's so hard. To I bet hit. he's like a 10-second, 100-meter dash. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. And he's kind of a shorter guy, too. So yeah. uh, he's fast. That was definitely his breakout performance. If I'm remembering right, he's a freshman. So Yeah, true freshman. Right. So we're not really looking at him as like a draft prospect. Uh, this dude squatted 600 pounds. That's why he's like a known guy. He weighs a buck eighty. He squatted six hundred pounds. That's yeah, pretty good. And he he's one of the biggest recruits, not biggest in stature, but like I believe he was a five star guy yeah. that chose to go to Purdue. And I thought that, you know, Coach Brown was gonna have some things rolling. I'm I was glad to see Purdue win last week. I actually yeah. kinda like him. And Rondell Moore looks like he might be just one of those I don't want to call him a gimmicky player because I don't think he is. I don't think we have those anymore. But he looks like he's a special athlete and I don't even know if this is really it puts him on the map this week, but he's been doing things week to week. Right. Right? Week yeah. one, he had like a 76-yard touchdown run, and he's he's a good athlete. I don't know how fast he is, but I know he's faster than me. Yeah, well, there you go. You don't have to be faster than the Bear. He's going to be faster than everybody else. Exactly. All right, Hayden Skirvin. As a Bears fan, can someone talk me off the ledge with Trubisky after watching Mahomes this year? I know Trubisky's kind of a project with not playing much football since high school, so I know it's going to take some time, but it sucks having to see Mahomes put up huge numbers every week. Thanks. I mean, I tell you, nobody loves Pat Mahomes as much as I do. That's right. <laughs> but uh, old Patty Mahomes is in the absolute perfect situation. Rolling with Mahomes. <laughs> and I don't think that Pat would even tell you different. He has some great weapons around him. Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins. You know, a good running back that was in the Pro Bowl last year. Some offensive yeah. linemen that are good. And he also has Andy Reid, who is the perfect coach for him. Yeah. Mahomes is in the perfect situation, and I think Trubisky, he might get there. It might take a little while because the Bears are not in the spot that the Chiefs were when those guys got drafted. Right. The Chiefs were a very good team on the verge, and then they took Mahomes and let him sit for the year. The Bears were a very bad team who should have been picking number three overall, and they had a quarterback, and they kind of threw him in there. They didn't have a veteran to mentor him. I mean, Pat Mahomes had Alex Smith, who maybe isn't the best quarterback in the league, but he's a very good mentor. Yeah. And he got Mahomes ready for this year. I think, I mean, I do radio a weekly in both of these cities, Kansas City and Chicago, and and I get asked this almost on a weekly basis. I I think with Mahomes, everyone sees like, oh my God, he's, why didn't everyone else draft him? And like you said, I think Pat would even say this. Yeah, Pat's incredibly talented and he's a very hard worker, but he's in a great situation. And I think with Trubisky, like you are still, you still have a first year head coach in Matt Nagy who didn't even call a lot of plays in Kansas City. He's still figuring out what his, you know, method is as a play caller. You got guys in Mark Helfrich and uh, Harry Highstead who came from the college game and are, they have key roles on offense there. It's going to take some time for them to gel offensively. It's way too soon to, to be afraid about Trubisky. He hasn't even started 16 games yet in the NFL, I don't think. so. I mean, that, you can see that the arm talent's there, and he's athletic. So he can be almost like a Pat Mahomes. I know they were drafted the same year, but like you can see the similar tools that these guys have. I think Nagy's just got to get his feet wet. As a I think caller. Trubisky can be Tony Romo. He just has to stop thinking so much, and that will come once he's more familiar with everything. So there you go. There's my my big statement. James Draper from the UK. Blowing up the DMs this week. From the UK, he was. Say the Niners get a top 10 draft pick. 
Uh, pretty likely. What are their top three needs, and which players do you think would be available? He thinks their needs are edge, corner, and receiver. So would you trust the Niners to draft another edge rusher? No. <laughs> like it's been so bad, they just keep trying and. DeForest Buckner's good, but he's not an edge. Right. So, like whatever Solomon Thomas is now. I that's don't. the thing. Like, I mean, Eric Armstead, not good. Solomon Thomas, and I understand he's very young. He hasn't been good. I I would say that the edge is probably the biggest need. Um, if they're drafting in the top ten, I would find a way to try to get Nick Bosa. I know. That. I mean, if you're going to get an edge rusher, get that guy. Right. And there are a lot of them in this class. I think it would be a safe bet to maybe go get one. Yeah. Even safer than Solomon Thomas was. I think right. you can go like three deep on Cleveland Farrell. Yeah. yeah guys that I would have liked better yeah. than Solomon Thomas. Yeah. Solomon Thomas is like, oh, he's smart and he's like a good dude and like. But what is he good at football? Should have been probably the first question. Uh, and receiver, yes, but this is not a good receiver class to be drafted in the top ten. And for corner, like it'll be Greedy Williams has a shot to be a top ten pick, but that scheme doesn't require great corner play or uh, speed, you, right? Or speed. So I think edge is a very, very big need for them. Um, and I mean, Mike McGlinchey does not look good. That right tackle. So hopefully that gets a little bit better. I'm a Chiefs fan now, basically. That's Me too. We're at. We're, go Pat Mahomes. Just, yep. Go Mahomes. Uh, Teddy Boyardi, like Chef Boyardi. So. Boyardi's son. Oh, okay. Where does Nikhil Harry? Oh, this goes right in with the other one. Good job, Mello. Where does Nikhil Harry rank in this year's wide receiver class, and what are his best attributes? Uh, I actually love Nikhil Harry, and for me, he's receiver one. Uh, I loved watching his film over the off season. And what he's been able to do as a junior campaign has been great. I think he's great. He's a very lengthy guy. He's like 6'4", 215. Yeah. He can high point the football and just pluck it right out of the air. And he uses his hands to do it. And if you've been on YouTube, you've probably seen his highlights from week one. He is dangerous with the ball in his yeah. hands after the catch. He is just He's the yak god. His nickname is the Secretariat. And he's just, he's the ultimate athlete. I love this guy. I don't know where you get this stuff. <laughs> I'm comparing him, and this might be bold, to Larry Fitzgerald. What? He is a big guy who can run with the ball afterwards. I don't know if he's going to have like a Pro Bowl career every year or if he's going to be a Hall of Famer, but he reminds me a lot of Larry Fitzgerald at Pitt. Damn. Uh, he's also my number one receiver. Actually, in tomorrow, as you're listening to this, my scouting notebook article's out. You can find my updated top 32. You should start using me as a source for nicknames. I should, yeah. <laughs> Secretariat over here. Uh, we should have got you in on Mahomes' nickname because I don't like Showtime. Who came up with that? Uh, people voted. I don't like it. Well, the people are wrong. They yeah. also named a boat like Bodie Be- Boatface or something. Like yeah, that. I don't like it. He yeah. needs a better nickname. I like Nikhil Harry, though. He would be wide receiver one. You nailed it. I have nothing to add. Okay. It should be like Patty to, I don't know. I don't know. Pat Mick, show me. Ooh. Yeah, Fort, no, and yeah. show me state. Pat Mick, rocket arm. <laughs> what about rocket man? Pat rocket McCrotch. Man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we need to just get Pat on the show and we'll talk about this stuff. Big Pete, 88, on Reddit. Year or so after the firing, do we think it was a mistake for LSU to let go of less miles? I mean, they are a top 10 ranked team. Right. Hard to argue with that. And it looks very good. Uh, you almost think that that university and that team needed a new face in there. He just went full Trump. It looked very good. For instance, it's good. It's good. It's, it's nice. Good. Yeah. Defensive line is very bigly. Yeah. When you deny things, <laughs> do it angrily. Just yell at people. <laughs> Sad. Sad. Gina. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that no, they I do think regret they did it. Okay. 
I think they're all right. I don't know if um, Coach O is the long-term answer there. I'm still kind of waiting to see that. But if he's going to coach and he's going to fit somewhere, it's going to be LSU. Right. I mean, the man eats gumbo for a living. He bleeds purple, right? He bleeds... (laughs) Like Cajun. Tiger's blood. Yeah. I can't wait to go down there. It's going to be great. Uh, I don't think they regret it. Yeah, I'm with you. I think they needed energy. They needed to change things over. Okay, this guy asked a question on Reddit, and I don't know how to say his name. It's like R2H Sturchel. Yep. R2. Great listener. Hysterical. No. Love him. It's like with license plates. You know, you see his license plate, like a vanity plate, and you're like, what does that mean? Hester Shill. I don't know. You know who you are because we're trying to say your name. All right. His question. Out of the teams that could potentially draft first overall, what teams would actually consider Ed Oliver and what teams would consider drafting a a quarterback number one? I mean, don't forget that Nick Bose is out there. I think he is actually the best prospect in this class. So uh, looking at the teams, I mean, right now, the 0-3 teams, uh, obviously you have the Arizona Cardinals are out there 0-3. They're not going to take a quarterback because they just took Josh Rosen. Right. They could conceivably take Bosa or Ed Oliver. I mean, they have Chandler Jones, so uh, we could see them uh, maybe go with an interior guy because Robert King DJ just hasn't really worked out for them. Um, uh, let me give me a list up here. Then you got the Oakland Raiders. Who the fuck knows what they're going to do? It's hard uh, to find edge rushers. Like it's hard to find edge rushers. Maybe that was their plan: is to they'll they'll take Bosa number one because they'll have the first pick. Maybe. And then they'll have another first to take Nikhil Harry. Keep the brothers in the AFC West. That wouldn't be a bad draft. They got Bosa and Harry in round one. Yeah, it would. I mean, there's a lot of conspiracy theories out there that they hate Derek Carr. So maybe right. they are right. going to be yeah. drafting a quarterback. Uh, and then you have the Houston Texans that need I mean, Ed Oliver everything. would be a perfect fit there. Oh, God. Loyal they don't need to the him, soil. Though. They don't need him. It doesn't, like, can you imagine? <laughs> oh, my God. Clowny, Ed, and Watt. You have like the with Merciless and McKinney athletes. and I'm here for it. It's just, they need a left tackle. Maybe he could do a little of both. Uh, New England is one and two. New England would have the number four pick in the draft as of today. By the way, I can't wait for your next mock <laughs> draft if you have the Patriots picking number four. Oh my overall. god, Justin Herbert. <laughs> yeah, just Brady Aaron's. Well, what teams might be considered? Uh, Drafting a quarterback. quarterback. Uh, I mean, the Patriots. The Patriots keep losing. Tom Brady's going to get pissed off and retire. The Giants would be up there. Uh, The Chargers. We've been waiting for the Chargers to draft a quarterback, and Phillip Rivers just keeps living. I mean, the Bengals are kind of good. They're not going to move off Mandy Dalton, even though they like probably should. I think a quarterback could maybe get them over the hump. Denver with Case Keenum, they could. The Forty (laughs) Niners. No, not first round. No. The Raiders. We're talking about Tampa, maybe. Washington. Alex Smith is 34, 35. Yeah, he's got a new extension, though. Yeah. Damn. The Dolphins are a team that I thought would be. Yeah, same. And they're 3-0. Somehow. I don't know. That's not going to last. No. That's not going to last. They're going to have 6-10. That's my my hot take. Old take exposed. Remember this one. All right. uh, Next one. LHR859. These are such Reddit names. Like, I don't... Guys, just put your name out there. Hey, guys, a quick question all the way from Newcastle in the UK. That's two UK listeners this week. Thank you very much. I'm wondering which position groups take the least amount of effort to scout and which take the most. I'd imagine punters are pretty easy, whereas O-line, D-line, hand placement seem really difficult to spot. He has to watch clips over and over to see what the scouting videos are talking about. Actually, I, I, I mean, yes, punters and kickers and long snappers... 
I've never scouted one of those positions. I have. I mean, well, when we do NFL Draft 400 every year, that's 400 scouting reports we do. And I know you've been in the office with me when I'm scouting those positions, and I just have, like, it's my just, head, like, in my hand, and I'm like, why? I, I literally have no idea what you would even look for. I, I mostly just chart, like are there misses like you try to look for misses like what are the conditions for the miss is like was he asked to kick a 60 yarder you know just at the end of halftime you know into the second quarter right, some right. bullshit play like that's it basically i mean you never know you never know but i did it's think roberto shoot. aguayo sucked and you know so i nailed that one and i just, thought that michael dixon was good so yeah, get uh, justin tucker and hold on for life boom nailed it on the kickers he's the goat the Take longest that. is quarterbacks because i try to watch every throw they've ever made in college i and for me it would be actually be running backs like it's so hard to tell because everyone is a great athlete if you're playing division one football at running back yeah and so much of that depends on your offensive line like last year with saquon i questioned some of his vision and his ability to run and play physical and a lot of that was just his offensive line. The guy was running for his life. So it was hard, even though with a guy like him, who is a very special, uh, I'll say the word, generational talent, Ooh. he was running for his life, and sometimes it didn't look very good. Still is, by the way. You wondered <laughs> if it was um, him or the offensive line. So running back is a very hard position uh, for me to scout that I actually thought would be very easy. Like, is he fast? Can he run? Can yeah. he jump? Can he cut? And it's a little bit tricky. Next one, Bull Bittler, nine. Hey, Matt, when's the next mock draft coming out for BR, and how will I set the draft order? Because strength of schedule is not very justifiable right now. I, I will tell you, I have a, a mock draft coming out Tuesday morning, and I kind of want to do strength of schedule because, like, if the, Patri- I, the Patriots will probably win this weekend, but, like, they're going to be way too early, and I just love the chaos factor of, like, the comment section would just blow up on that article. I'll probably do it that way. So, traditionally... Early in the year, I use Vegas bet like Super Bowl odds and flip them. So the team that has is the least likely to win the Super Bowl picks first, yada yada yada. Uh, generally, after week four, I start to go by actual standings. So let's just uh, let's have some fun, be fun. Looking forward to it. Uh, last question from Kettle Bell Dog four twenty. I don't know what that stands for. I don't know. Kettlebell, is he is kettlebell 420 pounds? His favorite number was probably 42, and then he just added a zero. Someone onto had it. the 42, so he put the zero on there. Yeah, I think so. I don't know yeah. what else it would be. Yeah. Uh, maybe it means, maybe his favorite number is 80, because 420s is 80. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Right? Mind blown. <laughs> Anyone who's like a 420 person who just heard that is like, is that what that is that what that came from? <laughs> no, it's Hitler's birthday, you idiots. That's what it's from. Uh, as a professional scout, you devote multiple hours a day to watching a player's film. Does this require you to always listen to the discussions from the commentators, or are you able to listen to music or a podcast? So the beautiful thing about f- game true film doesn't have anything to do with the TV broadcast, so you don't have to listen to that stuff. Occasionally, there will be players where, like especially like early in the year. We're not getting film libraries from school, so we have to watch cut-ups of the TV tape. And uh, I mute it. And I listen to like Eric Church and Jason Isbell and anything but the commentators. Um, I am actually kind of the opposite. I like to get the feel for the game, and I feel like you can do that a little bit easier based on the commenters. Yeah. It, so if it's Kurt Herbstreet, I'll listen to it. 
if it's Gus Johnson, I get too distracted by <laughs> right. Gus, and I'm just so bought into what he's saying that I forget who I'm watching. It's like every throw is the biggest throw you've ever seen. That man is a god yeah. to just announcing football games, so I love him. But I do like to listen to the announcers, not so much for just what they're saying, but to get a feel for the game. I do think some positions you want that. Like you want Quarterbacks, that. definitely. Yeah, you, you want to know the game situation. Yeah. Which is why I like. I prefer to scout people live. Yeah, because even though you, you, yeah. when we go to games, yeah. we just drink a lot and yeah. play, play games. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, it's going to be – that. that's a great question, though. I generally do. I, I have a playlist on Spotify that is, like, that I listen to when watching film and writing, and it's, like, slower music. It's pretty calming because I don't want a lot of distractions. I just want background noise to kind of keep that part of my brain busy. So I'm sure someone's psychoanalyzing the shit out of me for that, but that's the truth. That's how it is. So that's our show. Long one, but a good one. We we had a lot of loose ends to tie up before we hit the road to Fort Worth. Uh, definitely hop on that Stick to Football Instagram if you haven't already. Click that follow button. We'll be posting a lot of behind the scenes, uh, probably from a lot of gas stations between here and there. So definitely going to be a good time. And please, please, please come out if you're in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. We'll be there from 1 o'clock Saturday until they Still question mark until they kick us out. So we don't know when the party stops. The party stops when you guys say it does. I just know that I have to be back by seven o'clock on Monday. So anything before then, who knows? Open season. Happen. Yep, open season. It's going to be a blast. Come say hi from for Mello. I almost said for Matt. Wow. <laughs> no, you're Matt. <laughs> yeah. No. Yep. I for me. myself and Mello. That's our show. We will talk to you guys Monday morning, and we will be coming to you from the greatest state in the union, Texas. Texas.